You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing the secret to achieving consistently good impressions using traditional or digital techniques. Our guest joining us from Romania is Dr. Marian Fenica, an international lecturer and hands-on dental trainer in Europe and Asia. Also joining us is Dr. Christian Anescu. Dr. Anescu practices with Dr. Fenica and focuses on implant dentistry and prosthodontics. Very happy to have both of you guys here today. It's a pleasure to have you both on the show. Happy to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation. Yeah, you're welcome. And thanks for taking the time to speak with us. Whether a dentist chooses analog impressioning or intraoral scanning, what's the most important factor in achieving a clinically good impression? Uh, without a doubt, uh, managing the, the tissue is the most important factor on uh, taking a good impression. Uh, no matter what uh, type of material uh, you are using, even if you are using a really cheap one or the most expensive material you can, uh, you can get on the market, uh, if you don't uh, treat the, the tissue correctly, and I mean by treating, you have to stop the bleeding if there is any there. You have to obtain in the in the first place uh, gingival retraction, so your material can go deeper if you have a sub gingival margin. And also, you want to to manage the cervicular fluids because most of the material the, don't like the the humidity. And imagine if you have blood or uh, a lot of fluid in there, there will be not enough uh, space for your impression material, no matter how good uh, it is. Yeah, so do you think dentists spend more time focusing on the material itself than considerations of tissue management? And Christian, you can take yeah. that. Uh, either one could answer that question. Yes, uh, for me, the most important uh, part of impression taking is uh, the procedure. You have to have a, a very precise and clear procedure from the start, from the uh, tooth preparation uh, to the end, to the final outcome, to the impression or to the uh, digital scanning procedure. Uh, you have to take into account several factors from uh, how you prepare the tooth, you uh, do a vertical preparation or maybe you do a shoulder preparation and then you have to know where you put the margin, which is very important for the next step. Because if you have a supragingival margin, everything it's very uh, simple and uh, very predictable. So uh, the problems usually I see that when you have to place the margin subgingivally, because there you have a lot of bleeding and uh, fluid. And even if you take a, a classic impression, or even if you take a digital impression, or more more often when you take a digital impression, you have to have a very clear field for the impression material or for the scanner to, to see the margin and record the very well uh, everything. So generally speaking, whether you're using a traditional technique, we're using impression material, you're trying to isolate the tooth and make sure it's free of moisture and blood and so forth. The same holds for the, the intraoral scanning impression, right? There's no real difference as far as tissue management for both I of those. Think, mm -hmm. I think for uh, uh, the optical scanner technique, you have to be more careful with the, the, the bleeding and the gingival fluids. Uh, because sometimes you can get away with a little bit of bleeding when you do the classic uh, impression because of the pressure of the material when you apply it. But when you do uh, optical impression, you get what you see. So the, the scanner, if he sees blood, there is there will gonna be a problem there. 
But the main advantage of the digital impression is that you have uh, instant feedback. So even if there is a uh, issue, you have a little bit of blood, you can check it instantly. And uh, maybe you can do a, a gingival management, you can apply some uh, retraction paste there and immediately you can rescan it. So every time I uh, do a digital impression, for me, it's very easy to check the final outcome. So I don't have to wait for the laboratory to uh, make a model and then to see that I have a problem there and I have to call back the then the patient. Yeah, that's so a huge, that's the, that's a huge that's advantage. The huge advantage. Yes. yes. So yeah, for sure. It requires mm -hmm. uh, more attention to the, the bleeding and uh, to the gingival management. It's much more easy to, to fix it. Okay, so Dr. Fanique, if you could tell us when using a digital intraoral scanner, what are some of the things we can do to raise the bar on the quality of the final impression? So uh, in the first uh, in the first place will be stopping the bleeding. Uh, my main issue with uh, using the intraoral scanner will be when the intraoral scanner will see the bleeding, he will not read. So in the first place, you have to somehow stop the, the bleeding, uh, get rid of any uh, cervicular fluids because you can have reflection there and they can uh, they can fool the the scanner. And also uh, with a regular approach by using uh, only the retraction cord, that will be, um, let's say, a no-go for me. The issue with uh, retraction cord, especially with the double cord technique, so you have something like a double zero, triple zero, that in most of the situation you have to place it there, especially when you have a subgingival margin because you want to see when you are preparing and keep the gingival away from, uh, from the bird. But uh, when you are placing the second retraction uh, cord, Ideally, in oral uh, literature that I uh, read, you have to keep it in place uh, between uh, four and seven minutes. That's a lot of wasted time. Then when you are removing the second retraction cord, usually you have around 30 seconds to, to take the impression. That will be okay with a uh, regular impression material because you just inject the wash material. But with uh, with the intraoral scanner, sometimes you need more. Maybe uh, uh, you don't take an accurate uh, scanning, you have to redo it. So you need much more time for uh, taking that impression. So that's why by using a retraction paste, the tissue is retracted for a longer period, between uh, three and five minutes. So using a retraction paste will give you a better result. So even if you are placing the first retraction cord, because you have to keep the gingiva away when you are preparing, you can uh, do something like a hybrid technique in which you are, instead of placing the second retraction cord, then you are placing the, the retraction paste. And also my colleague can, uh, can confirm uh, you will have better result in uh, replacing the retraction cord from your uh, technique when using an intraoral scanner and replace it with a Teflon tape. Teflon tape is great because it's white and uh, the intraoral scanner can also read the colors. That will be uh, really helpful for you when you start to mark the, the margin in uh, 3D software. So you can see clearly the difference between the, the tooth and the Teflon tape. If you want to elaborate on that, Christian, you can. Yes, so uh, usually when uh, I have to place a cord or a Teflon tape is to be able to prepare and to move the margin a little bit subgingivally. So this is my first step. The next step is after the preparation is finished, I use the retraction paste to get rid of the moisture and to have a very clean field. And then I quickly scan the preparation. After I finish the whole scanning procedure, I check on the computer the final result and then I mark the margin. I make sure that 
I do this, not the dental technicians, because I, I can very easily, and I know what I've done, and I know what the final result should, should be. So having a, a very bright and a, a different color, a white color material in the sulcus allows me, because when you do a digital impression, you also record the texture. So you can see the different colors on the, on the preparation and the surrounding tissue. And by having this uh, bright white material, even though maybe you, you cannot push the, uh, the cord so deep subgingival that you can have a, a dent there and you can see the, the shape of the sulcus, you can see clearly that white area and you know that that's where the, the, the margin ends. So you can place the margin there and you, you have a perfectly fitting restoration after that. Can you get into more detail about the Teflon tape? How is it applied into the sulcus? Uh, the Teflon tape, it's uh, flat, so I uh, make it like a cordon. I uh, twist it. Sometimes it's a little more difficult to place a Teflon tape in the sulcus because you, uh, when you uh, push a margin in, one, in uh, one area, sometimes it tends to uh, get from the other area out. But uh, you can use uh, maybe another spatula and uh, not, or another uh, cord applicator, and you can keep it there and easily you can push it. It's, it's uh, very slippery, so uh, once it's inside, you can easily go and uh, push it uh, around very easily. So you don't use the primary cord, you go right to the no. Teflon? So my primary cord is the Teflon, and the secondary cord, let's say it, it's a retraction paste. I see. Okay. Is that, Dr. Fanica, the same method you use? Yeah, I'm using also, and uh, with the uh, Teflon tape, sometimes it's tricky because I also use it a lot when uh, doing parendodontic uh, buildups. When I have a subgingival margin, when I'm performing something like a gingivectomy, and I want to isolate that area to to build up the, the tooth and perform the endodontic treatment, uh, sometimes it's really tricky. Uh, so uh, my dental assistant can, uh, can help me. If uh, you have someone else to keep uh, one um, end of the uh, Teflon tape in place, then you can easily uh, push it there. So usually you need uh, two hands, but once uh, it's in place, uh, it's uh, ideal because uh, it's highly hydrophobic. It will not be soaked with blood. It will not change the color. You'll have uh, also hemostasis because it's so hydrophobic and it, it will stay dry and clean all the time. So I love it. And this is only for the digital impression, right? We're not going to be using this for the traditional. Uh... You can use it also. You can use it. You I, use I know it, a lot of dentists. You don't have the advantage of the uh, texture recording. So uh, when you use digital, you can see the different texture colors. But when you do the classic impression, you only record the shape. So okay. it's not such a big advantage. I see one, one small advantage. Sometimes when you are uh, taking the regular impression, classical retraction cord, it will uh, stay inside the impression. Yeah, so it will come out with, uh, with the impression material. Sometimes uh, when the dental technician will uh, try to remove the cord from the impression, sometimes they can tear, the, tear up the, the margins. With Teflon tape, nothing will uh, adhere to, to it. So it will not stick. You'll have all the time the, the good margin. It will take a little bit more effort, but it, it's more predictable in my opinion. No, I think that's a great tip. So since the beginning of dentistry, we all know blood and moisture have been the biggest barriers to great impressions. Can you both uh, talk about some of the materials that you use in your office to help with these issues? 
So yes, uh, both of us are using uh, retraction paste a lot and not only for um, obtaining gingival uh, retraction for uh, impression, no matter what, if it's a regular one or uh, intraoral scanning. Uh, we are using access edge from, uh, from Centrix. There is uh, another material, access flow. They are uh, the same material. They are kaolin clay based uh, material. They have also astringent inside. It's just a matter of preference. Uh, one, it's more fluid. One, it's more viscous. We prefer the the viscous one because you'll have also um, to uh, mechanically push the gingival away. And uh, it's not only for uh, for taking an impression. I use it uh, a lot also before cementation because when you want to cement the crown, especially when you are using a resin cement, you have to have a perfect clean preparation. If you have any biofilm in there, the, your cement will not uh, bond to the tooth. So you have to clean it. And the best approach to clean is to use an intraoral sandblaster. But every time when you are using an intraoral sandblaster, you'll have bleeding. If you have bleeding, you cannot cement. So first step will be to stop the, the bleeding. So that's why it's working great before uh, taking an impression to stop the bleeding before placing a crown. Also, uh, if you want to place uh, some veneers because, uh, because it will uh, get rid of the moisture. And uh, it's great also when you have something like uh, a proximal decay or a class 5 cavity because you'll have most of the time the gingiva will be inflamed, will have a tendency to, to bleed, and it's great for stopping the bleeding and the, the moisture in those yeah, What is that material called? We, didn't, we heard it, but it was hard for us to understand. It's uh, Access Edge. Access Edge? Edge. Okay, then there was a, another one you mentioned. It's Access Flow. They access are Flow. One okay. and the same material. The only difference will be the, the tip if they are uh, packed and also the consistency. With Access, you can use it even on multiple patients because you can uh, change the, the nozzles. And uh, with both of them, you have a gingy cap, you have uh, compression caps that uh, they can further uh, help you with the retraction. So for example, if you have a really inflamed gingiva that tends to bleed a lot, and maybe the, the retraction material will not be enough, you can place that uh, retraction around the tooth, put the patient by, and then you'll have also, um, it will stop the bleeding uh, by pressure, and also it will push the gingiva by the pressure generated by the, by the patient bite. Mm -hmm. Dr. Anakesco, do you have anything to add on those products? I know you guys work together in the same office. Um, are uh, you, you also use these products? I also use also for uh, cementation. And uh, I can tell you a story from uh, one situation that I had with a patient. Usually when I cement crowns uh, with resin cement, I isolate with the dental dam. Uh, but sometimes you can have a split dam and uh, you have to have a, some kind of retraction to be able to uh, see the subgingival margin. And in one patient a long time ago, I uh, had a split dam and uh, I placed a cord because I needed to uh, push a little bit the tissue, a classic cord. And uh, this is where the nightmare start for me, started for me because uh, after the cementation, the cord was very impregnated with the resin and with the bonding and uh, it was a nightmare for me to get it out uh, from under the tissue. And uh, from then, I stopped using the classic cord for uh, cementation of uh, crowns with resin cement. And uh, I only use Teflon tape or I'm going with a material like uh, Access Edge or Access Flow to do the retraction. Uh, because for me, 
what I want in my office is to make my life easier and uh, to to have predictable results. With that patient with the, the cord that was uh, impregnated with uh, the resin and with the resin cement, uh, I uh, lost uh, a lot of minutes trying to get it out and I also did a lot of damage to the tissue. So that is a lesson learned. There's no question uh, making things easier in your office is what it's all about. It's better for you as a practicing dentist and it's certainly better for your clinical outcomes. Dr. Anakesco, I appreciate your input. Dr. Fanica, I appreciate your input. And uh, thank you very much for joining us on this podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank Thank you.